Hello, welcome to the podcast. It is my ongoing cast project in which I interview people that I find interesting to find some good, to spread some positivity in the world, and really to get to know my interviewees better. This is the first episode, and this is a two-parter. It's part one of two, um, in which I talk to Jesse Dabrowski, a longtime friend of mine. Um, if you'd like to be on the podcast, email me at bigmanpodcast, that's bigmanpodcast, at gmail.com, um, and there's no spaces there either. All right, please enjoy the show. Please, please, you got to tell everyone, I need America to hear this. Listeners around the world are begging to know. <laughs> no. What do you mean in the kindest way possible? I can't. <laughs> Anyways, hi, welcome to episode one of my podcast, which is the cast project that I'm running. Jesse, I noticed how you immediately stopped laughing as soon as I started doing the intro. Jesse and I were just discussing... Um, my regression through quarantine as depicted by my driver's license photos <laughs> because in each one I grow more hair and then I gradually turn into a caveman and I think that's really something special but anyways Jesse you are my first guest you get to be my guinea pig this is the second time we recorded it because of some technical difficulties so for a little bit okay. of context um to the listeners so Jesse why don't you start us off with a little introduction and something good. All right. Well, first of all, I stopped laughing when you did the intro because I'm trying to respect your cast project, sir. Oh, now that I've stopped like cackling hysterically, um, one thing that's bringing me a lot of joy right now is just the amount of people getting vaccinated. A lot of um, my family who's at risk, like my grandparents and such, have been vaccinated and that makes me happy. First responders are being vaccinated. Um, teachers are getting vaccinated. And it's just sort of a, it, it, it's a milestone that I was skeptical that we'd hit for a while there. And the fact that this madness could possibly be coming to a close is very reassuring. I know that there are some people who are afraid of the vaccine or don't want to get it, but do yourselves a favor. At the very least, do the rest of us a favor. Get the vaccine. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> well, according to the clinical trials, it won't kill you. So, uh, yeah, that's a happy thing in the world right now. As for me, happy things in my life, my little small bubble of Alan here. I've been well, people close to me have been well. Um, and I'm counting myself lucky for that, especially since oh, I'm- well, well. Yeah, especially since I'm an in-person learner. I like, ever, especially since I'm an in-person learner, it's, you know, sort of a, sometimes it feels a bit scary like the wrong decision, but nothing bad has happened yet. I am thriving in my in-person classes and I hope that that will continue and everything's looking up. That's really great. I think with the news of the vaccine rollout and the beginnings of that, um, I feel like it's given a lot of people kind of the hope that they need to keep going, right. especially because of the length of the quarantine. I feel like that's caused a lot of like 
negative feelings isn't the fact that we have to stay inside all the time. It's the fact that we have to do it for so long. So part of what has made the quarantine the depressing, degrading experience that it's been for most people is this thing called chronic toxic. Sorry, my sister. Is this thing called chronic toxic? And um, it's something I've been discussing with my therapist and my psychiatrist. And it's basically what they're calling this extended months long beating your head against a wall feeling that we all have. Um, but now there is a tangible solution and that's bringing a lot of people hope whether they you know, are anti-vaxxers or whatever, there's at least like light at the end of the tunnel that people are seeing now. And so a lot of, a lot of the negativity and the pain that's been going on and like quarantine and isolation, it'll go away soon. Things are looking up. Yeah. And um, I have a question. Okay. I've asked this to you last time, but I feel like listeners deserve to know. And by listeners, I mean Miss Honeycut and then plus two. I'm going to yeah. put money that that two are Aveline and Hui. I would like to second the I bet. I feel like it would be them two, Aveline and Hui. If you're listening, I love you both. If you're not Aveline and Hui Likewise. and you're listening, sign up to be on the show, please. Um, <laughs> Aveline and Hui, I also love you both. Anyone else? Hi, nice to meet you. Or maybe I already know you. Hi, nice to see you. Okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what is your question? Hold on. I just, I love your usage of nice to see you on a purely like audio format. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I'm being polite. It doesn't matter. That is true. My question, because I'm not satisfied with your answer. Do you think that disco is a fundamental American right? And I, I feel like... I, I'll say what I said last time. I think it's a fundamental part of American culture, but I don't think it's a fundamental American right. Still disappointing. Don't care. Also, sorry my sister's harassing us. Uh, she thinks the candle you gave me smells terrible. Oh, did you know that uh, Lyndon B. Johnson used to eat candle wax in the White House? Ew. I'm kidding. I made that up. It's not real. Yeah, I know, but still, the fact <laughs> that you have thought of that. Ew. I'm sorry. It looks tasty sometimes, okay? No. Hold on, uh, I need let it be on the record that I do not think that candle wax is tasty. Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm going to blow this out because Stacy is being annoying. Are you talking about disco? Are you blowing it out of proportion? No, I'm blowing out the candle that Stacy thinks stinks. I know, Jesse. It was a pun. <laughs> I'm too tired to take anything figuratively. You know this. Yeah. You're tired on today, Super Bowl Sunday, the most American of all days. I don't care. Besides July 4th. I'm sorry. Do you think I care about the Super Bowl? I do. The only reason I sat downstairs. The only reason I sat downstairs with my family was so I could get takeout. Like I I don't care. I've been doing homework. That's it. I'm still upset about the disco thing. (laughs) Of course you are. 
look, like, I like on the disco. show. Like there are some songs that I genuinely enjoy that fall under the disco category. I just don't think that disco is a fundamental American right. I don't think that it's a right. It just, it to me, it doesn't qualify as a right. Like a right. Oh, how do I explain this? I don't know. I don't. I, no, it's not a right, Zach. I'm sorry. You know what? I I would. We have like the right to enjoy disco. If that's what you're referring to. No, I feel like everyone in America, every American citizen deserves to have disco, to experience disco and what it means to be a part of it. Well, I mean, freedom of speech. We've got the right to enjoy disco and access it because of that. No, (laughs) it should be forced on everyone. You will like it whether or not you like. But that's not actually. That's not protecting other rights, is it? Disco supersedes all of those things. I feel like you you hit me with like I gave you a question grounded in like absurdity, like there's no reason it should be asked at all, and then you hit me with actual reasoning, <laughs> and I can't reconcile the two, suit. no matter how hard I try. This is my favorite way to tease you back. I'm just gonna pull a honey cut and just keep my opinions to myself. Miss Honeycutt does that to facilitate us developing our own opinions. You're doing that because you don't want to argue. Because I can't think of anything. Yeah, you know I'll win. I know. Jesse, the reason that I bring up disco, or the reason I had disco on the mind, is because I've been listening to this disco-inspired house track by S.G. Lewis called One More. And I've passed 200 plays on this song. I think I passed 250. Of course um, you have. It's disco plus house music. That's like what you subsist off of. I know, but it's been only four days since it's been released. But that's not important. Get that to the mix and you'd like die. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the the like S. G. Lewis's like kind of motivation for that track and the album that he's releasing that features it, which comes out in about twelve days, um, mm-hmm. as of this recording, comes out on February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Um. Go, make sure to stream it on all leading platforms. I'm not going to promote S.G. Lewis until he starts shelling out or responding to my fan mail. Um, but uh, in like these interviews I watched with him, well, not watched, I read them. Um, he talks about the euphoria of disco and how like playing mu- the satisfaction of making and playing music is to see people respond to that with like such joy that they start crying or they just feel that kind of like euphoria. And that's what he makes the music for. Um, and he was talking about how uh, while he was under quarantine during his creative process, he like he really focused on that while he was recording his album because he made sections of it during quarantine. Um, and that does not have anything to do with my earlier question of disco being a fundamental human right. But I just thought that was a really w- great like way of looking at music, the way it affects people and the way that like quarantine can be used to chase uh, positivity um, in a way, because the whole crux of this podcast is it's to positivity during quarantine. not necessarily during quarantine, but just positivity in general, um, because um, since this is basically like a pilot episode, except it's a word podcast, and I doubt that NPR's All Things Consider had a pilot, but uh, the whole like concept behind this podcast is that 
like we hear so much about corona and quarantine all the time and it's really just draining and so i kind of want something else something some good news um and so we're talking about you know you have uh, your good news your things are going well for you in school um the people around you are doing well which is excellent um and then I get new disco music in 2021 and That's not fantastic. the 70s. So good things honestly, all around. Honestly, I tried to talk about good things that were either tangible or close to me just because, you know, things that make me happy aren't necessarily things that make everyone else happy. And so I stick with the harmless stuff or yeah. the stuff that I could explain in a succinct discussion. But there's so much like there, there is so much out there that's positive and enjoyable that I'm not even looking for but it's so pleasant when I find it especially just because of everything that's going on yeah and I think that one of the like most wonderful feelings or one of the most surprising feelings is when you realize something brings you joy when it's been all around you and you've only taken a like You've taken that moment to notice it. Like, I think that's wonderful. So you've been my friend for, I've known you since the first grade. So that's been what, about 11, 12 years? No, so it's been 12 years if we're going by school years, but it's been about 13 if we're calculating with our ages, it's like 12 and a half. Yeah. It could be, it could be 12 or 13, depending on how you want to round it. Yeah, so 12, 13. And so um, you've been my oldest friend. I've known you the longest. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that you get to be the first person on my show. Mm -hmm. um, because I've just, I've appreciated your presence in my life for a majority of it. I've known you longer than some of my siblings have been alive. Um, and even though we haven't been communicating as much as we used to because we're both so busy, I just, I really appreciate you. Thank just you, you being here. Um, everything you've done for me, just your company, I think, is wonderful. Thank you, hon. Honestly, it is such an honor and a privilege for me to join you on this podcast. I am glad that we're recording it a second time, actually, because now I get to enjoy my time with you without being nervous. Because, you know, we've been friends for like 12, 13 years, and never not once have we recorded a legitimate conversation, because why would we? So it was just next to the same question. <laughs> God. And it's just likewise, you've been a huge component of my life. You are one of my very best friends. You're practically my brother. It's just you mean the world to me. And I'm so happy I get to be sharing your cast project with you, partake in the experience, if you will. And you know, it's just you have been one of the things in quarantine that's made me happy. I do wish we get to talk more, but honestly, what's there to say? I like it's it's the same thing over and over. And um, it's just I also even without like you being at home and me being in person, I always think about how much time we like would versus wouldn't have together. Because in the mornings now I go to steam and I wouldn't get to see you and everyone else in the cafeteria for like an hour before school starts. 
and in a way I'm kind of glad we have this separation so I didn't have to experience that like loneliness the very first time I went to steam because now I know there's nothing I can do it's beyond my control and that's helped me like cope but I miss all of you guys so much and I think that I before quarantine I really took how much I saw you and our friends for granted because I never had to worry about you know finding time for you guys outside of school as often like there wasn't as much emphasis on it because I'd see you on the bus and the cafeteria and the classes like it's just you guys were always all around me and that was even harder to realize because I grew up with you guys for the most part like I've known you for 12 13 years I've known Maheen for 13 14 years Minnesota we just everybody Katie like they, they've all been such a big part of my life for so long I don't know what I would do without you guys in a normal setting like a normal year so thank you for being important yeah. to me and making me happy oh man you're gonna make an old caveman blush <laughs> uh also I feel like I feel like it's important to note that the person Jesse referenced as Minnesota is a friend of ours, Alex. Oh yeah, we just call him Minnesota because at one point we knew too many and we just nicknamed them all and he, now he's Minnesota. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Actually Minnesota was named after him. Yeah. Well, after his father technically. Yeah. Came first. Yeah. But anyways, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Um as I whip out my Google form here. Ooh, uh, fancy. Yes. Cutting edge technology here. Only the best. Only the best for this caveman and his plus one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know you've explained this to me before okay. because this is our second take. Mm -hmm. But I also have the memory of a really intelligent cricket. And while it's intelligent <laughs> by cricket standards, compared to other human beings it's not that much so could you please explain to me again what the trivium is because the word the name is kind of cool it sounds like the name of a fantasy trilogy that would be marketed towards young teens so the trivium is basically this educational principle and it's made up of grammar logic and rhetoric and it's basically how to have good discourse how to have a good discussion you need grammar to make yourself coherent and understandable. You need logic to make your ideas succinct and to communicate them in a way that will make sense to others and be interpretable. And you need rhetoric to add some spice. Like it's, it's how you persuade people to agree with you or it's how you intrigue them enough to absorb the information you're giving them and i think that now more than ever discussion is critical in our society and it's just people are kind of slacking off i would say in how they're communicating their ideas and opinions um so I think a little emphasis on the trivium is needed now more than ever. It's, it's, you know, it's not hard to have a coherent, meaningful, considerate 
like like discussion and compromise with somebody it, it, it is it, if you're a caveman it, it, it's really not that hard even cavemen had their way of communication sure it was a bit you know crude finger paintings on walls grunts instead of like floral flourishy sentences but they were still able to communicate what they needed to each other and I it was you critical know. to do so in Pardon a way me. that made everyone happy otherwise you'd get a spear through your middle i hope you know like it's important to me that you know this fact about me that mm -hmm. the summer after last year there was a like there was a time where i'd wake up so early or that I'd like wake up with so little sleep that I would communicate to my family with grunts. I was already aware of that fact before you shared it with me. Oh. <laughs> you forget. You also communicated. You also communicated with me via those grunts when I talked to you later. <laughs> yeah. This isn't news. <laughs> I see. I see. I can't believe I wouldn't expose myself. Sucks for you. Sorry man <laughs> i think this is how as far as we got last time before we kind of derailed so what what what's next anything you'd like that's the whole point is it's supposed to be very organic and free-flowing and so me going uh, talk about anything you want bro uh, is not very organic or free free flowing i realize that but there's absolutely no problem with it. So, well, Jessica. Now you've put me on the spot. Yes. Don't worry. For the other guests, it's going to be even worse. I have some it's things not... cooking up. I'm oh, taking it yeah. easy on you because you're the first one here. Don't take it easy on me. If anything, I, like, I can tolerate it. I can, like, cope with it and come back in a way that'll still make the podcast coherent. Come at me, come on. No, Jessica, this is a very thinly veiled way of saying I haven't prepared anything. <laughs> I haven't prepared the hard stuff yet. I know, I wanted to expose you again. Yeah, oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> Listen, the episode's over, it's over. Forget positivity, I'm gonna be an angry caveman. That was part one of my interview with Jesse Dabrowski. Tune in next week for the second part. Um, I feel like I've aged 15 years for using the phrase tune in, but life is for living. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I stand by it.